Hello, welcome to Jump the Get Caught, a podcast about the music of R.E.M. We're here to talk about Be Mine, track nine on New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I'm Lynn, and I'm here with... Ali, hello. Hello, indeed. I thought for a second you weren't going to introduce us, but... Yes, no, I was just stringing everybody along for as long as possible. Yes. Because I like to drag it out. It's not the beginning of... Of the end of this album, it's the end of the beginning. That doesn't even work. No, I think it's the beginning of the end, kind of. It's just this quite long album, so we've still it's got five more tracks album. somehow. Five yeah. more tracks. It's just like, how is track nine not nearly the end of an album, Lynn? How? It's how? a travesty. Yes. But do you know what's not a travesty? What? This song. Nice segue. Quality broadcastmanship. <laughs> so after two songs... Not feeling particularly hot about. Yeah, I was aggressively not feeling it, as I'm sure you will have picked up, dear listener. But this time, but this, but this time is different. This excellent. song is very, very good. Yeah, I should probably elaborate on that. You should do. I just want to generally agree with you, especially <laughs> after moaning that particularly the previous song was too long. This is a minute and a half longer than it, and doesn't feel it. Doesn't feel like it at all. I think because it's. Very patient in its hmm, that's an interesting. That's an interesting word to use for a song, generally. Yeah. Well, there is repetition, but when they repeat, they add a new thing each time, okay. even if it's quite subtle, and that sort of, like, rewards the... They're kind of like, oh, yeah, I am hearing the same thing again, but mm-hmm. it's not exactly the same. Maybe, maybe there was some very subtle repetition going on in the previous one that I didn't clock. Uh, so maybe I'm not giving the previous one sufficient credit, but this one, I was for whatever reason I was engaged enough to notice the like subtle added layers, and then towards the end, it kind of like it takes off, and yeah. because it's built up quite slowly, it it feels like it's earned. Yeah, kind of rockyish ending rather than i mean it's you obviously you can have good songs that are rocky all the way through ace of spades well quite (laughs) i don't know why i plugged that out (laughs) well it's certainly a good example of a song that rocks all the way through and never gets boring with it because that song is just like there's a reason that like you do not have to be a motorhead fan to like have heard it and just be like wow, that is not pulling any punches at all. <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about that song. No, this is a very no, different not. song from that. Um, it is. Yeah, like, it's very it's very restrained. Like, the guitars are, like, quite crackly and buzzy, but they're not, like, big, chunky rock guitars either. It's it's kind of, a, it's kind of an interesting thing to have guitars with that much kind of like crackle and buzz on them but for it to be like a quiet song for the most <laughs> part the fact that it's juxtaposed with michael stipe singing really quite softly yeah uh yeah what well, as far as the layering do i have an example yeah i do so like uh, nearly 40 seconds in you start to it brings in some synth strings that are very low down in the mix they're almost like imperceptible. Like I noticed them like l- slightly later, but mm. like on repeated lessening, I noticed they come in like quite a bit earlier than I thought they did. They were just 
own they were just barely there yeah so the chorus is like it's like a more of a micro chorus it's very short and then when they do it again it's longer but again it's not like a traditional chorus like there's a couple of lines of lyric and then it's instrumental mm-hmm. um and then the third verse they bring in some like tremolo on the guitar so it's sort of like gently throbby which sounds a bit wrong but uh, <laughs> uh and then that's that's some more texture and then in the third chorus like you've got percussion going on and yeah it's just really like thoughtfully put together uh, do yeah. you have anything to add on like the musical side um not particularly i think my notes are sort of generally lyrical musical but it's quite sweet like it's quite love songy yeah, absolutely. And there's like a sweetness to it that is like it's it's weirdly touching. Yeah, I would <laughs> and, totally. And obviously, agree. I, like I like a lot of RM stuff, and I feel very engaged by it. Mm. But I don't know whether I often feel very like I don't know touched. <laughs> it's a weird word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Yeah, it feels very sincere and heartfelt. Yeah, which like usually they have a certain amount of like either just vague and nonsensical lyrics yeah that are very abstract or they're just sort of like dripping with irony but this feels as i say very sincere absolutely also a lot of religious imagery in this one (laughs) are we including the easter bunny i guess vaguely but yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of uh amusing though the first line is i never thought of this as funny yeah and then, like, two lines later, he's saying, I want to be your Easter bunny. I want to be your Christmas tree, which is just, like, it's quite silly, but it's, it like, the delivery is, as I've said, is, like, so earnest. that I think, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of what adds to my surprise at how, like, sweet it feels and how sort of emotionally, like, touched by it I was. Yeah. Because when you break down like that, like, there are bits that are silly and you're like, it so could have easily been sort of a bit too ironic or piss takey or mm. whatever like oh isn't it funny we're writing a love song but it yeah. doesn't really feel that way well it has it, it it's almost like i'm trying to think what the expression is because it's not a bait and switch but it kind of like it kind of plays a bit of a trick on you because mm-hmm. it does have that quite like casual first verse yeah uh with those like two slightly the contradictory, I never, like, that opening line of, I never thought of this as funny, and then two kind of funny images. Yeah. Um, and and then, like, it just goes, like, quite serious after that. Like, mm-hmm. I'll strip this world that you must live it in of all its godforsaken greed. It's like, wow, this has gotten really intense all of a sudden. Yeah. Plying the tar out of your feathers. It's like re- referencing tarring and feathering, which is obviously horrible. But yeah, it's quite tender. And like, I'll pluck the thorns out of your feet, which is just like... It's it's like quite a... Yeah, it's like a very painful image, but something you'd only like... Yeah. Like, I guess it's... I guess it's obviously it's like metaphorical, but you're like, <laughs> well, I guess what it's saying is like, I will be there for you even in the rough times when you're feeling awful yeah and i'll like try and help you through it um but yeah as far as the religious imagery so you've got sanctuary which you tend to think of like temples and stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's uh, i want to wash you with my hair which seems like like it's sort of like a 
reference to an incident in the Gospels where, yes. yeah, M- Mary Magdalene, I want to say, is uh, washing Jesus's feet with her hair. Um, I mean, again, that's slightly funny because we're well into uh, Baldy Michael Stipe period, I think. So, <laughs> uh, and then we've got Sacred Fountains. Um, got a reference to the sky above the Ganges. So it's not just Christian references we're doing. There's some Hinduism here too. <laughs> yeah, we've got visions. It's all about the religious references, but it kind of works. Anything else uh, that you want to add on the on the lyrics? Not particularly. I feel like I, I just hogged yeah. It. It's it's just a song that feels good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is such a vague thing to say because you can say that about something that is rocky and ironic and stuff that you enjoy. But um, yeah, it's like it's soft and sweet and without being ever feeling saccharine. Like you could say even like the like the line I wanna be your Easter bunny sounds cutesy. Yeah, it does. And when you just say it. Somehow, because of everything else in the mm-hmm. song, like the other stuff is like quite heavy. Yeah. Um it sort of gets a gets away with it. Or mm-hmm. like I guess maybe it is saying like I wanna be a fu- I wanna be fun for the fun times as well as like <laughs> there i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it but it yeah it's like it's a tender and romantic and i think because the music is it's not sappy and saccharine mm-hmm. that's why that's why it works so there's a tip for you kids if you're writing a song <laughs> make sure the music actually holds up because no matter how good your lyrics are if the music is really boring no one will care that your lyrics are quite good. Oh, the level of insight I am providing. It's just it's just <laughs> it's just unbelievable. No, it's uh, great. Cool. Well we'll be back next time to discuss Binky the Doormat. Binky <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch. On. GDGC podcast at gmail.com. Seconds. Okay, I think. We are good to go.